When I'm not hosting this podcast, I am writing books, but it is really hard for me to write when I'm at home, so I like to find remote cabins in the middle of nowhere to just hang out and write. But I hate the idea of my house just sitting empty, doing nothing but collecting dust and definitely not collecting checks. And that's why I'm an Airbnb host. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. Other popular side hustles are awesome too, don't get me wrong, but they often involve big startup costs. By hosting your space, you're monetizing what you already have access to. It doesn't get easier than that. And if you're new to the side hustle game and you're anxious about getting started, don't worry because you're not in this alone. Airbnb makes it super easy to host. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth a lot more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey guys, are you ready for some money rehab? Wall Street has been completely upended by an unlikely player, GameStop. And should I have a 401k? You don't do it? No, I never. Girl! You think the whole world revolves around you and your money? Well, it doesn't. Charge for wasting our time. I will take a check. Like a old school You recognize her from anchoring on CNN, CNBC, and Bloomberg. The only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand, the cold lapin. As you know, on Money Rehab, we feature change makers, public figures making change in every sense of the word, and along the way have been in or might still be in Money Rehab. Today, I'm talking to Kate Somerville the founder and namesake, of course, of the skincare brand. Kate is a really smart, savvy entrepreneur, and I'm excited to have her on the show because I always learn something each time I talk to her. But I also wanted to have her on the show because she has such an inspiring story. She was dealt a really difficult hand early in life, but in the span of one crucial moment, she decided to try to turn her life around, and she did. I think her story is helpful for those who are going through something challenging or for anyone who has made it through a challenging time and is still healing from the battle wounds. But I'll let her tell it. So Kate, welcome to Money Rehab. So before we dive in, we start with a quick round of Money Rehab Never Have I Ever. Have you played Never Have I Ever before? I have not. So I'm excited to play it. Okay, good. Well, normally it has alcohol involved, but unfortunately we don't have that now. (laughs) So if you have done something, just say I have. And if you haven't, just say I haven't. Okay, great. I'm ready. Never have I ever negotiated a contract. I have. Never have I ever opened an IRA. I have. Never have I ever overdrafted. Oh, I have. (laughs) Yes. Never have I ever bought a lottery ticket. I have. Never have I ever written a will. I have written a will. Yeah. Never have I ever invested in cryptocurrency. I have. You have? My 19-year-old son, yeah. Never have I ever... Had buyer's remorse. Oh, I've had buyer's remorse. And I have a story for you because I, we just got, my husband and I got scammed for the first time and we feel like we feel really stupid. So I'll tell you about that story maybe in this podcast so people can watch out for it. Yes. Anything you can do to help others because the scammers are getting so smart. By the way, I did ambush a scammer on this show. Uh, It was hilarious. (gasps) Never have I ever argued with a romantic partner about money. 
We have, but we, we're a team, you know, we, we, if, if he wants to do something, we mull it over. We're a really good team and we don't hide stuff from each other. That's the other thing. So, um, we're super transparent. Never have I ever founded a company. I have founded a company, actually several. So, yep. So Kate, tell me about this scam. I grew up water skiing. Like I love being on a boat. Like it's just kind of my thing, right? I love being in a lake. I love Lake Powell. And so my husband went to surprise me with a ski boat. And he went and researched, he's a big time researcher on like, he's bought all of our cars and our motorcycles and cause we're kind of active family. And, um, he bought this boat and it was on, on boat trader and he was messaging with the guy and talked to, talk to him a couple of times. Um, they had a, an elaborate, uh, website and we ordered it. Um, we wired the money and they said, okay, it'll be there in five days. We paid shipping and we got a notice the next day because it didn't show up. And I instantly was like, there's something really wrong. And, um, he's, then they, they emailed us back and said, the boat has been in an accident, no need to do anything. Um, insurance is going to take care of it. You'll have your money refunded within five days. All the websites got taken down except the boat trader ad. It's still up. We contacted Boat Trader and we lost all of our money. And there's no, there's no recourse. We, 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 um, we called the FBI because it's interstate. And um, this literally just happened um, last, last week. And last night, my husband bought us another boat and it arrived today. So the boat situation, I have buyer's remorse. Like it's, it, it kicks my husband more. He like, he can't sleep. He's like, he's like, I can't believe this happened. So just be careful out there. It's getting really complicated. There's, there's multiple people. My son went online. He's really good online. And he found out that the scammer was going to the Phoenix library and, um, the Phoenix library there there. That's where they're doing their computer work. So nobody can trace them. They closed the account. The net, as soon as the money hit, they closed the account, Wells Fargo account and it's gone. And all we did was make a report to the FBI, but, um, my accountants, like there's so many of these going on right now, especially through COVID and especially through RVs, um, boats, it, trailers, because there's been this uptick in everybody wanting to find something to do instead of travel. So um, boat trader is having a problem keeping these things off, off their site. So be careful, you guys. And um, it was a considerable amount of money. So, um, and it's gone. Like there's no recourse for us, apparently. And Wells Fargo didn't help Nothing. you? Nothing. Not, nobody has helped us. 
Ay, ay, ay. So what would be the tip to give others looking for a big purchase online? Well, the, the sad thing is, is you can't even, you can't, you ha- go see the boat, like for us or whatever you're purchasing, go see it, make sure it exists because, and, and look online. Like if my husband would have dug a little bit more online, um, there were, um, keys to like, this was a scam. This was too good to be true. Cause the boat was priced proper, like really good. So if it's too good to be true, don't do it. Um, the other thing I can say is this boat was in apparently in Florida and the boat that we bought was in Florida. And so, um, that's the hard part, but if you can make sure it's a true owner and you speak to the owner, um, yeah. So just, just follow and and do your research, like check the ad to see if there's any kind of scam things, because a lot of people have been scammed by this, this ring. Um, there was hundreds of people, um, and you know, for me, I, I'm so grateful that I'm a financially okay, but some of these people, this was, you know, it, this was a lot of money to us for sure. And it stung and it was awful, but, um, some of these people are losing money that they really can't afford to lose. So, um, just be careful out there. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that cautionary tale. And your namesake company, of course, starts with such an inspiring story. It is truly, Kate, a real-life example of how someone can defy difficult circumstances. We've talked about this before, but I'd love if you can share your story with our audience because I think it can speak to a lot of people. Can you tell me about your family life growing up? I grew up, two parents, both teachers, Um, mom at nine left my dad and I stayed with my dad because my mom was definitely going down an unstable path and she became a severe alcoholic. And when I say like severe, like I didn't know the bottom could be the bottom. Like I thought the bottom was, you know, (laughs) several layers before it got to such crazy bottom. But my mom ended up homeless, not a tooth in her head. Um, there was times where I would drive by and she was on a bus stop, like literally out of her mind. Um, I grew up very tumultuous. I had to, um, I had to live with her every other weekend. And then finally my dad saw it was, it was just too dangerous. You know, I was, um, in really tough situations and I had to watch her disintegrate. So she died. It was so crazy because she died right as I was, my business, Kate Somerville had just been picked to go into the Oscar bag. So my mom was such a bad alcoholic. I put her through three rehabs. They never stuck. Um, And she was an amazing woman. She had her master's degree. She was a teacher. She was super artistic and the alcohol and drugs just took her. And my dad was this strong character. He was a football coach and he remarried when I was about 11. And, um, that was a really tough transition for me because, um, the woman that he married had two kids and, and we, 
we lived together, but it was a difficult relationship. So at 15, I was in counseling and I'll never forget. Um, my counselor looked at me and said, is there anywhere you can go? She goes, I can't believe I'm asking a 15 year old this. Um, but I, she goes, I think that you need to get out of your house. Cause you're, you're not doing well. Like I had hives and eczema all over my body. I was just struggling. And, um, I said, yeah. And I started kind of couch surfing with my friends. I met this incredible woman when I was 19 and her name was Barbara Wells and she had cancer. She had cancer for 12 years. She had three kids. Her husband had left her for a younger um, woman during cancer. She had no way of making money because she was a homemaker And I just landed in her home and she gave me the most unconditional love, but tough love. So one day she said to me, she's like, Kate, you know, you can keep going down the path you're going and be a victim and be sad. But she goes, you know, you have a choice now. You're 19. You're an adult. You can choose what your life is set to be. You just choose it and you choose the path. And I was like, what? Like, I really didn't know that I didn't have to live in chaos because as a kid, you, you live in chaos. You think that's normal. And, um, and so a light bulb went on for me and I changed my life right after that. I moved to Cambria, which is this tiny little coast, um, this coastal town, um, in the middle of Cambria, I got three waitressing jobs And my life changed at that moment when I said, no, I'm going to live and design it the way I wanted to. And I lived in Fresno. I always wanted to live at the beach. And um, that's when life started changing. And I'm not going to say it wasn't difficult because it was. I still carried that turmoil as a kid. I carried a lot of non-trust, a lot of things I had to unwind, but um, I just kept you know, following the signs of goodness and going for what my vision was in my head. And and that early history has led to an important partnership. Can you tell me about that? We have partnered with Foster Nation. These kids um, that are coming out of foster care, I can relate to, right? I could really relate to where they are because they haven't had a, st- a stable childhood. Some of these kids have been in you know, 50 to a hundred homes, they've had to change schools. They feel like, you know, um, strangers in their home. Some of them have been abused and it's not any fault of their own, right? They could have been like me, right? Where they've had a parent, one in five children, Nicole, in this country is affected by a parent that it has substance abuse. Um, maybe one of their parents passed away or both of their parents, like, So these kids have been up against a lot of odds. And so we um, have pledged to mentor um, these kids coming out of foster care. I'm just so excited that all of the negative in my life is now turning into helping somebody that may have been in my shoes or in much worse, let me tell you. So super exciting. Hold on to your wallets, boys and girls. Money Rehab will be right back. 
Money rehabbers, you have money hidden in your house. Yeah, just hiding there in plain sight. Okay, so I don't mean you have gold bars hidden somewhere in walls, treasure map style, but you do have a money-making opportunity that you're just leaving on the table if you're not hosting on Airbnb. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. By hosting your space, you are monetizing what you already own. It doesn't get easier than that. For me, hosting on Airbnb has always been a no-brainer. When I first signed up, I remember thinking to myself, self, you pay a lot of money for your house. It is time that house returned the favor. And to get real with you for a sec, I felt so much guilt before treating myself on vacation because traveling can be so expensive. But since hosting on Airbnb, I feel zero stress for treating myself to a much needed vacation because having Airbnb guests stay at my house when I'm traveling helps offset the cost of my travel. So it's such a win-win. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Do you ever get FOMO, fear of missing out? Well, do you ever get FOMO Tupita, fear of missing out on the perfect hire? If so, I have the antidote. It's LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In any given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites, and that adds up to a serious squad of awesome candidates. LinkedIn has over a billion professionals on the platform, and these candidates are super qualified. So much so that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. I work with LinkedIn Jobs for all of my dream team needs, so they're hooking up money rehabbers at linkedin.com slash MNN. Go there and you can post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash MNN, as in Money News Network, to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Now for some more money rehab. I'm super excited too, and it absolutely resonates with me. I was one of those statistics as well. And I don't think, to be fair, Kate, that trauma is a competition. You've had your shit. They've had their shit. I've had my shit. If it's bad for you, it's bad. So I just want to remind you that this is not a competition here, and you have learned so much from that time. I think it's made you so much stronger. You said that, you know, meeting Barbara helped you realize that just because it's always been done a certain way doesn't mean it's the way it needs to be. Was that with money as well? I'm assuming from your mother, you didn't get any money lessons or foundation, but was that a turning point financially as well? Oh, for sure. So... You know, even to this day, Nicole, um, money is a scary thing for me, to be honest with you. I'm now um, founder and I sold my company, but I, I was CEO of a big company and I had a lot of responsibility and I was in a lot of rooms with a lot of smart people that may have gone to Harvard and, you know, and they knew how to read spreadsheets and do contracts. And I had to kind of learn on the fly and try and put the right people around me to keep me um, from getting taken advantage of. And I, I did get taken advantage of. I'm not going to say that I didn't. Listen, money is a mindfuck, no matter what. If you have it, it is. If you don't, it is. You're embarrassed both ways. Yeah. So money is not evil. It's a creative tool to be able to be creative. It's what you do with it. When I first got successful, I was like, oh, like this money can't go anywhere because, you know, I know what it was like to like scrounge for change for gas. Right. So for me, like I've had to kind of unlock some of that and go, okay, I'm going to, 
now risk a little over here. And I'm going to, because you've got to keep that money kind of still rolling um, to be creative. Right. And so um, I had to really start thinking about how money is not a negative. Right. And it's not also a safety blanket. It comes and goes like, listen, I just got scammed. Right. I just, I, and you know, it's funny, like when I lay down at night and I think about like, I go, well, here, here's how I put it in my, my head. I'm like, well, I hope it's feeding a family that really freaking needs it. You know, oh. like, even though it got taken and maybe it needed to get taken, like I, I go universe, like, I hope that it's doing some good, you know? And I think not to get too woo woo, although you do have a ginormous dream catcher behind you. So I feel like I can go there. <laughs> yes. um, I think there is a lot of law of attraction with money. I think you have if you want it, you have to put it out there. It's sort mm-hmm. of like this momentum, even though you think, well, I want it. So I have to keep it and hoard it and be really careful with it. Yeah. That's actually not the energy that you're putting out there to bring more money your way. And that was always an issue for me, too, coming from, you know, a similar abusive, tumultuous upbringing. I always wanted to keep it because I remember the hungry days. I remember the days when I didn't have food or a place to stay or whatever. But I also recently have reframed this being like, oh, well, I know what that's like. I've been there. So bring it again. I went through it. If that's going to happen. Cool. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. And so I think that you can sort of you can reframe that idea by saying, well, I I don't want to go back there. But if I do, because the only constant is change, then I know how to do it. I can get through it (laughs) because I did it before and I can do it again. It's so funny because when I was about ready to walk away from Kate Somerville, I looked at both my husband and my child, which was he was five at the time or six, something like that. And I said, well, I did it to that point. I learned a lot and we can do it again. And um, you're right. That that's a great way to think. It's so funny because I, I, I went to counseling for a lot of years and I had this kind of fear based um, feeling about a lot of things. And my counselor said to me, she goes, listen, she goes, what happens when you get into um, trouble or chaos? are you good at solving problems and getting out of it? And I'm like, I, I, I'm incredible at it. Like chaos for me, it was so normal as a kid. So now yeah. when I get in it, I, that's it's like, I'm comfortable. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's like, okay. When something bad happens, know in your adult self, because the little girl inside going, I'm scared. And you go, okay, little girl, you can be scared. But the adult in you goes, I got this. So with all of the amazing things and not amazing things you've gone through, what would be the one money advice you would now give your former self? That little girl, the little Kate. Don't be frivolous. You know, like you think you need certain things in life. And, you know, I've always spent money on things that um, maybe I didn't need later on. And I I would say um, earlier on, save and and you think you need like that certain outfit. It's so funny. I was listening to a podcast and it, I, um, 
Buffett. What's his name? Warren. Warren Buffett was on and he <laughs> said, he said, do I want this $30,000 haircut? And I was like, what does he mean by that? And what he meant was, I'm going to give this person $30, $30 or $50 for a haircut. And that $50, if I put it into the stock market in 20 years is going to be this much. And I'm like, when he put that into context, I was like, holy moly, the amount of money that I wasted on frivolous things. Like if I would have just saved a little and put it into a stock, um, it would be so much bigger today. And so um, when you're my age, so I'm 51 and, um, you know, you're going to want to save for this time in your life. And I, my father-in-law died at 80 too. And he, he struggled. He was a musician. Um, he was at the top of his game, um, in the fifties, but they didn't get paid back then. And, um, he was still really worried about money at that age and, um, and survival. And I thought, God, I just don't want to be there. So think about your future. Do you really need it? Like if you don't need it, put it somewhere where it can grow. And that, that's what I would tell my 20s. 20 self, 20 yourself at this point. For today's tip, you can take straight to the bank. I'm going to echo Kate's warnings and say, seriously, guys, do not make big purchases online without seeing the product IRL first. Scammers are getting smarter and none of us are exempt. Scammers have come for me. They have come for Kate and maybe even you. So no matter what you're buying, a boat, a car, or a bookshelf, do everything you can to play it safe. is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Nicole Lappin. Our producers are Morgan Lavoie and Mike Coscarelli. Executive producers are Nikki Etor and Will Pearson. Our mascots are Penny and Mimsy. Huge thanks to OG Money Rehab team Michelle Lands for her development work, Catherine Law for her production and writing magic, and Brandon Dickert for his editing, engineering, and sound design. And as always, thanks to you for finally investing in yourself so that you can get it together and get it all. You spend my money.